0: Love, Talk, Radio. You're listening to Off Topic with Big Woo and Friends. Streaming live on the Big Woo Radio app, here's your host, Big Woo. Yeah, what's up, what's going
1: on, everybody? Welcome to another hour and a half topic on God Squad 66 Entertainment Network. Man, it's James, JT, Thompson, Donnie, Martin are in the building. What's going on, fellas?
2: What's going on, Woo? Right. What's up, Big Woo? What's up, JT? I'm a little upset right now. Even though I thought it was going to be a rough season for us, I feel like my Jets got cheated out of the opportunity to be 4-2. and two. But we'll talk about that later. They most certainly did,
1: Uh, If y'all want to get in and talk about the Jets and the Patriots and what happened in that game, give us a call, 917-889-2821. Push one on your question or comment. stuff to talk about today. A lot of things happen in the NFL. These are just a few of the topics that we're going to cover. Colin Kaepernick has filed a grievance against the NFL owners for collusion. Does he have a chance to win? Is this a good move for him or a bad move for him? And, of course, Aaron Rodgers may be out for the season. Should the Packers reach out to Colin Kaepernick, or should they reach out and get Tony Romo out of the booth up there? Uh, Adrian Peterson looked like the AP we used to call all day. Will he be able to keep doing this week after week? He put up some some good numbers, over 100 yards rushing the touchdown, had a very good game for the Arizona Cardinals, which tore my parlay card all to shreds. Everything was going well with for me uh Atlanta Miami was under 45 points uh Pitt is now leading uh Kansas City 12 to 4 um they were giving Pittsburgh 4 points so I, of course I took the points in Pittsburgh and, uh, and Houston covered the spread over Cleveland the only thing got me jacked up is the Tampa Arizona game I took Tampa over Arizona I have to say I did I forgot all about Adrian Peterson playing for the Arizona Cardinals today. I didn't think it would be much of a difference, but obviously a huge difference adding Adrian Peterson to their roster. Um, So, yeah, we'll cover that, plus the old school song of the day, JT's over and under, and I don't know if Donnie's got a top ten, but if he got one, we'll do that too. And the inspirational song of the day by one of our favorite singers, also nominated for a um, Queen City Music Award. And be inspired today with the song called Let's Travel. Uh, so let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about them uh them Jets and what went down uh Donnie. What 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 happened today?
2: Man, if you want the whole story, I gotta um I gotta partially blame my Jets for the way we we handle things. I mean, good game. We jumped out to on them fourteen fourteen nothing. And, um, you know, through a turnover and and a couple of good plays, we finally utilized a tight end this season for the first time in three years. And and, and Sebastian, uh, whatever the boy's name is, Sebastian Jenkins, whatever, Safarian Jenkins, something of that nature, he's been balling out for us. Well, at the end of the first half, we made one critical mistake. We gave Tom Brady the ball left with too much time on the clock, and I thought we were in trouble. Well, our defense actually made a stop. And giving us the ball back with a minute and some change left in the quarter. We're up fourteen to nothing with the chance to go excuse me, at this point it's fourteen to seven with the chance to either take we're already in field goal range, so we should at the very least be up seventeen to seven going into the half. Well, we have an awful series, go three and out, leave Tom Brady time on the clock, and let him throw a deep when the Brandon cooks and we go into the halftime tied up at fourteen apiece. So that that had that little minute-and-a-half sequence at the end of the first half ended up turning out to be huge in the game because we cost ourselves a major 10-point turnaround with that scenario. we would have just held on to the ball and, and kicked the dagger on field goal, we would have been all right. But we ended up throwing an interception after a bad series of plays. Well, fast forward to what most people probably saw towards the end of the game. After we're down, we're coming back. We throw a touchdown to our tight end, or so we think, and the most amazing call I've ever seen in NFL history where the guy had possession of the ball as he landed onto the pylon gets called with not only that he fumbled it, that he fumbled it out of the back of the end zone, therefore resulting in a touchback. And everything that followed after that, it, it, it could have it led to us at the very least tying the game had that play been called. Because if that would have been um, been called, we would at that moment, we would have been down 21 to 24. And then we turned right around when we gave him the ball back and had another three and out and then came down and kicked the field goal, which during that game only made it 17-24. to But at that point, it should have been a tie ball game right then and there. I feel like my team got robbed. You know, everybody wants to see Tom Brady win and the Patriots on top, and I think the Jets paid the price for it in that game. I mean, if you have 90 – 100 people look at that replay, 90 of them call a touchdown on that, but we get the – one percent, ten percent of the idiots up in the booth who get paid for a living to do that that blew the call, and I think the Jets suffered for that.
1: Uh, absolutely, I'm in total agreement that the, it was a bad call. You know how I feel about the Patriots and Tom Brady, anyway. But uh, there, I, I keep telling people this year the the uh, the Patriots aren't feared like they have been in the past by by some teams. Um, they are not the Patriots that we are used to seeing, and I, I still believe they're going to lose a lot of games this year. Uh, which this which this should have been one, and the Tampa game should have been one. The the Patriots really should have four losses on the season already. But you know, when you when you get to play at home and you get that home cooking,
2: you know. No, that was actually in New York. That's what made it so upsetting for me. I mean, that was in New York ruled a touchdown on the field and then gets overturned by some guy across the river who saw something that nobody else saw in the replay. Yeah, I saw the ball, Bobble, but I also saw it firmly in his left arm by the time he hit the ground. I mean like I, I don't know how you oh how how you had enough evidence to overturn the call on the field, which was already a touchdown. It just it's just somebody I, I wanna check his bank account, see if he had any direct deposits come from Robert Kraft at the moment around when he made that call. I just I just need that information, man. Somebody do a background investigation on that for me. Absolutely. Let me let me get
1: some people some scores and think...
0: All
1: right, let's start with the Tampa Bay Arizona game still in progress. Nine minutes and fourteen seconds left in the fourth quarter. Arizona is up thirty one to twenty. Tampa Bay trying to fight back in the game, but y'all already ruined me because I also had the under as 43. These cats already got 51 points. So my parlay card is shot whether Tampa Bay comes back and win or not. I know next time to stay away from that. Uh, If there is a next time, I may not even play anymore. Uh, The Los Angeles Rams are up on the Jacksonville Jaguars who are a week-to-week team. You never know what you're going to get with the Jaguars. But the Rams are a good football team, and they're up 24 to 17, 55 in the fourth. Um, Oakland. My bad, that was pretty loud. Um, Oakland Raiders 10 to 7 over the Los Angeles uh, Chargers. 11 minutes and four, se- 11 minutes and three seconds left in the fourth quarter of that game. Pittsburgh up on Kansas City 12 to 3, 41 left in that game. Um, games that have already went final. you got Washington over San Francisco, 26-24. Chicago over Baltimore in overtime, 27-24. Houston all over Cleveland, 33-17. Miami upsets Atlanta, 20-17. Um, New Orleans just racked up all kind of points on Detroit, but Detroit tried to fight back. Um, toward the end of that game and made it look kind of respectable, I guess. 52-38, to 38, New Orleans wins that game. Minnesota over uh, Aaron rodgers uh, Green Bay Packers, 23-10. to 10. And as we were just talking about, New England uh, squeaks by and holds on to a win over the New York Jets, 24-17. Tennessee and Indianapolis go at it Monday nights at 8.30 on ESPN for your Monday night football fix, um, and that's the, what's going on. Broncos and the
3: Giants play tonight.
1: Broncos and Giants, yes, that's right. Um, that's going to be probably real lopsided. The Giants don't have any wide receivers. Who <laughs> who they going to go, throw the ball to? Itself? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how and – they, and they may play well. I don't know. It might take the pressure off of Eli where he don't have to, you know, coddle um, Odell Beckham Jr. and sure he get catches. Uh, so maybe, you know, maybe sometimes stranger things have happened, man. I, I would be surprised if the Giants – I would be surprised if the Giants went to Denver and won this game considering that they don't have a running game to speak of nor any wide receivers worth mentioning but like i said stranger things have happened uh you see how when uh, 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 uh cam newton lose his wide receiver like, well, his main go to guy and and greg olson and they go to um new england and beat new england uh without greg olson and a couple guys on
0: the
1: so anything can happen um well let's talk about this uh Aaron Rodgers. Let's talk Aaron Rodgers went out with a uh broken collarbone, could probably be gone for the entire season. Um, I guess they're they're waiting to actually put him on the IR to make sure, but uh it looks like he may be gone for the rest of the season with a collarbone. Now we know we know we are familiar with collarbone injuries as far as uh our Dallas Cowboy fans because we've seen Tony Romo deal with two of them. I know he missed, uh, what, 13, 12 games one year, 10 to 12 games or something like that he had missed. And and so Aaron Rodgers, even if it's 12 games, that's, that's pretty much the whole season. Ten games, that's pretty much the whole season. So um, should, uh, I'm going to start with you, JT, should the um, Air, uh, Green Bay Packers, Give a uh, Colin Kaepernick or Tony Romo a call.
3: Uh, well, before I just a question, Donnie? I feel your pain, and I'm not gonna kick you while you're down. I understand what it's like to be robbed of a call. Uh, no doubt. Uh, let that float, and let that marinate. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: did, I did.
3: <laughs> on, on top of that, man, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this. Uh, this, this is gonna be a week full of to the Green Bay go out and sign a quarterback. And, and I'm going to go ahead and inject my opinion on that. So, stop saying Tony Romo. Tony Romo is very, very comfortable in the booth. I, mm-hmm. I heard him the past Thursday. and the man, the man is enjoying getting paid to talk football. He's not. He ain't coming out of a time. Yeah. Now, I want to say to Colin Kaepernick, I think he's gonna get a backup job and my honest opinion, no. cuz if if you know, for the same reason that he filed this complaint, for the same reason why he's not gonna get his job this season. And may not Ooh. ever get his job because that's just a general thinking of the NFL state of mind right now. Well, unfortunately, you know, the Packers are probably gonna to have to, you know, shop and get something third rate. It's really a bad there's plenty of with uh type quarterbacks out here, um, but no, to answer the question, man, unfortunately it's not going to be Cap. I mean, and I fooled myself too many times in saying, oh okay, this team got an open roster spot, why don't they go get caught? Nope, maybe this time I play the reverse psychology and say, nope, they're not going to get him, and maybe somebody has common sense going get this man to try. That's what I'm going to do this time around. Use reverse psychology on myself
1: reverse <laughs> psychology of yourself okay uh, Donnie what what about it should they reach out to Tony Romo Colin Kaepernick uh, I mean Brett Hundley yes he didn't look too terrible I mean you know considering that you know he came in straight into a game that's already in progress and just you know trying to get his get his bearings right but uh you know, is he the guy going forward, or should they get a Romo or, Ka- or
0: Kaepernick?
2: Um, for much the same reason as JT mentioned, I don't think Kaepernick is going to get a job at all. Um, you know, they, the 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 fix is out on him, and I don't and I don't think anything that happened throughout the year helped his cause. Whether it was you know the the owners getting involved and taking away from his focus, and and just everything else, he, he, I think it hurt him in his chances Mm. of getting a job. And because NFL players, one thing that we know that they don't like is a distraction, in addition to the fact that, you know, some of them just flat out don't like what what you're speaking up against. So Mm. Colin Kaepernick, in my opinion, is out of the question, even though I think he still could start in the NFL somewhere. But Tony Romo is definitely out of the question. He doesn't strike me as the type of guy who's, been working out, you know, staying in football shape ready just in case he gets a phone call. I think he retired and went all the way in the full retirement mode. Like JT said, you know, he's focused on being up in that booth. He seems genuinely happy. He getting a paycheck. He ain't getting hurt. You know, uh, he's not a spring chicken. If he was 32, 31, 32, of course you give Tony Romo a call, but he's not. He's my age, and I already hurt getting out to bed, and I don't have big 300-pound dudes falling on me every day. So, Tony Romo is out of the question. I think you do go with who you already had. He's been your backup for a reason. And, you know, you don't expect to lose Aaron Rodgers, but you also do have that guy day in and day out working your system. If anything, they have a possibility of maybe doing what the Colts did and going out and getting Jacoby Forsett, maybe trading with another team for their backup. But um, they definitely won't go – to a guy who hasn't already been in a training camp this year in the NFL, and I think they're more likely to stick with their guy because they have pretty good receivers. I mean, no matter who's quarterback, and if you can get you know Randall Cobb, uh, Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, guys like that, to ball, then you can let them make some plays. You may have to adjust the playbook a little bit, but all in all, you keep the you know you keep your guy that's been rocking with you all season long.
1: Uh, anybody know who the backup to Brett Hundley would be?
2: Not a clue. I didn't no. even know Brett Hundley was the no. backup until today.
1: <laughs> I didn't either. I was, who was this guy? Uh, I thought he – actually, when he was dapping uh, um, Aaron Rodgers up, as they were taking Aaron Rodgers off the field, I thought he was the punter. So,
0: uh, I will <laughs> show you how much <laughs> – uh, wow. But
1: uh, – so, Colin Kaepernick, he files a grievance against the NFL since we're on the subject. Uh, against the NFL owners for collusion. Uh, Does he have a chance to win this thing, Donnie? uh, Is is this a good move for Cap or a bad move? Um,
2: What do you think? I think it's too broad of a charge to try to erase uh, because in order to, to get a collusion conviction, you would have to have all of them not necessarily admitting, but at least proving that it was discussed amongst themselves and agreed upon amongst themselves in a in a known way that we aren't going to hire this guy, which I don't think was the case. I definitely know several owners were on the phone with each other, and you know because they talk, they're friends. They go to owners meetings. They are they're, they're, the, they're the thirty-two people who own NFL teams. So, of course, they have each other's number, and they talk about certain things. And almost certainly you cannot avoid this being one of the issues. But to prove that and to prove that they all conspired against you to not give you a job would be hard to prove. I think the American public knows that that's exactly what happened, but we also can't prove that all of these guys were in contact with each other and part of the agreement. Because, you know, some of them don't talk to each other, but they all still feel the same way. But to get that proven in the court of law, I think will be too hard for Colin Kaepernick. But I'd also think that he could, for his own personal gain, try to force the NFL to keep it out of the court system and reach some kind of personal settlement, which will put some more money in his pocket and help him, you know, along with his cause that he has. And if anything, I would also try to attempt to sue NFL for lost wages in the process because it is a, right, a privilege to play in the NFL, and they don't have to hire you for whatever reason, whether it's just flat or they just don't like you. But we all know that there's a, um, a hidden agenda behind the reason why they don't like Colin Kaepernick. And in that case, I would like to see him win a civil suit against the NFL. So I think that's his best shot, but I don't think he's going to get the collusion charge. Uh,
1: JT, you think this is uh, for Kaepernick needs the money, or do you think – uh, he's trying to let people know that he's wanting to play in the NFL.
3: Amen. Let my people go. Let my people go. I, I don't know, man. It, I, you know, I'm going to tell you, yeah, if you're trying to get to a little few SENs in your pockets, you might have a chance on this one. Because I believe there's evidence out there that it exists that if he got the right attorney, um, he could get them to sell out of court and get some money in his pocket. But does that settle the overall goal at the end of the day for Kaepernick personally? Just because you may you may get a few more ends in your pocket doesn't mean you're exactly where you want to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to me, I don't think that would bring complete closure for Cap, especially for what he's been through within this last year. Or so, I you know me personally, I don't think I, I'm not really in agreement with the. Collusion thing, I would have just been pushing the issue about, hey, why are you blackballing me from getting my job? I mean, right. give me a run back in the NFL. That within itself would be conclusive and the next chapter. And give that man an opportunity to finish his career on his own terms without being the deciding factor as the reason
1: why he's not in the
3: NFL. That is clearly the owner's fault.
1: Yeah, being out of the NFL for kneeling when uh, we just seen uh, about every player last week, or uh, yeah, last week, a week before last, whatever it was, when, when Trump made Trump made his dumb statement um, that they all kneeled or sat or done something in protest of what Trump said, but but now Cap can't get a job because he kneeled for something that was totally different um and i you know i really wish people would get on the right side of this argument or at least listen to people that are on the right side of the argument and you know come over to the side where come over to the right side because if you're still against uh, protesting and kneeling or whatever then you're on the wrong you're on the wrong side of the argument um and here's nine, the thing one, seven, about that big
2: move oh go ahead one,
1: what what Somebody's phone, it somebody, sound like somebody's shaving their beard or something. I don't,
2: I don't know what that noise is. <laughs> yeah, I've been hearing that myself, but it ain't me right now. Uh, it's some kind of, at least um, I, don't think so. I think it's something to do with the phone line or
1: something.
2: Uh, That's go what ahead, what
1: were you
2: going to say, Donnie? I was going to say, like, like you said, man, the owners need to take their own advice. Even though they had a different cause for, for their kneeling, Mm-hmm. and they still found a reason that they felt worthy of kneeling, something to stand up for. It was opposite. It, it, it distracted from Colin Kaepernick's initial purpose, but the point is you found a reason to kneel. That man's reason is different from yours. So why is just because his reason different from yours, are y'all blackballing and nailing him for his actions? You know, you found a reason to kneel, so did he prior to you, but, hey, we did the same daggone thing. We, we, we felt something was wrong. And we stood up against it, and we wanted to make our point by kneeling. I did the same thing yes. as you. So why can't you hypocrites go ahead and give me my job back and realize just because your cause is different than mine doesn't mean that I deserve to be out of the league and blackballed? So do you?
1: I mean, at this point, would it, would it still be a distraction to have Colin Kaepernick team, especially now that so many other players are are protesting in the same manner? Um, I don't see. I'm sure that, that that for a couple of days him getting on the team is going to be newsworthy and uh, all the reporters are going to be there to ask him questions. But I would imagine after a week or two, mm-hmm. that distraction
2: goes away, um, well, especially if he uh, doesn't, the, doesn't kneel the anymore. One thing, uh, the one thing that I say would be different, like you said, if he doesn't kneel anymore, then we have a dead issue. But I definitely think that if he does continue to, and he were to persuade more of his teammates to come along with him as well, and then others league-wide to join and this thing starts to snowball, that's what some of the owners are fear. And then, of course, if he is in fact on your team, then your team gets all this unnecessary, in your eyes, unnecessary wanted attention. So that is, I think that's one of the fear of the owners is that if you do let him on, it's not just going to be a one-week or two-week thing. It's going to snowball and be a large thing, and you're going to be the guy that the people that have a problem with it blame for giving this guy a platform again. And, of course, well, rich guys like that are scared of a situation like that because that may affect their bottom line.
3: Well, Kevin already came out and said that he wasn't going to kneel anymore. Um, he said that back um,
2: during the summertime. Okay.
3: So that may be the reason why he's found to losing thing because it's like, okay, I said that I wasn't going to do anything publicly. I stated this as fact um I just wanted to you know I just want to get back on the field and play um maybe that's the reason you know Alaska cro you know his part, you know what I'm saying, and saying okay best I've been blackballed by the league or whatever can't get my job, but I mean at the end of the day, if he were to be signed for a team, of course he's gonna be a distraction and i I would say he would be a stretch for the rest of the season just because who he is, what he done, it'll forever be S in our brains where it started. They might forget the cause, but they'll never forget the person that started the whole domino effect of people kneeling after the fact. The person that actually had the issue and
1: the person that actually was doing it for a reason.
2: Yeah, very true, very true.
1: Uh, a score update uh, the Kansas City Chiefs just scored on Pittsburgh Steelers and made the score 12 to 10 uh it's a dog fight out in Kansas City ladies and gentlemen um i think the i think the Steelers may hold on to win this and give the uh give the uh, but they got to score a touchdown they got to score points <laughs> you know what i mean they got to get in the end zone um uh, because it looks like uh Kansas City is finding their groove and um going to put some points up. But we shall see. Six minutes uh, left in the uh, fourth quarter. And it looks like Le'Veon Bell is finally having a, a good game today. So I think he may be over 100 yards or close to it. Ooh, excuse me. So that's your, that's your update. We got the old school song of the day coming up in about four minutes. JT's over 90. Donnie, you got a top ten for us today? No,
2: not today, but I definitely got one next
1: week. All right, no problem. No worries. 917-889-2821. We want to shout out everybody that's listening live uh, on BigWoolRadio.com. Thank you so much. Uh, And the people that's listening to the podcast, the people, not the people, but the people that are listening uh, to us on a podcast on iTunes or the TuneIn and the radio app, we appreciate that. Uh, Make sure you go and – like all of our Facebook pages, uh, Off Topic, Big Woo and Friends, the Big Woo Radio Facebook page, uh, Floetic Poetry Show, and, of course, you can, uh, hit us up on our personal pages, uh, yeah. Adonis Martin, and I don't know, I don't, I don't want to throw your, your, your joint out there like that. No, nah, no, nah, uh, it's fine. Hit me up. Hit me up anytime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hit him up. And, um, James Sherman Thomas on Facebook and, uh, Corey Woods on Facebook. You can hit me up there. Um... Had a great show last night uh, on the Florida Poetry Show, man. It was a lot of fun. Glad, thank for everybody that tuned in to uh, to uh, listen to the brutally honest segment with uh, Armand Bowen, known as Cognac Black. That boy got some. He got some good songs, man. He got some good stuff. That boy can sing. And uh, Fatima J. She was with us yes, uh, also yesterday, and Mindy McFarland and Connie Carruthers. Thanks everybody for for all your support and everything that you do. So, uh, Aaron Rodgers, out for the season. Let's get back to that. Um, What does this mean for the Green Bay Packers as a team going forward? Will they be? I mean, I know they look like crap today with the backup in, but uh, do you think the Green Bay Packers will be able to make a, a, a decent run in that division? Now or or is it is it now is that division now um, belong to the Lions? Uh, actually, actually, who lost uh, today? Or Minnesota? It's it's up in the air. It's anybody's division. I think Chicago won today, so it's going to be a close race in that division. Is uh, is uh, Green Bay going to going to be able to maintain uh, a run at that division without Aaron Rodgers, um, Donnie?
2: No, I do not think so. Plain and simple is the answer. Like I said, I definitely think they still have a lot of talent at wide receiver, and if the quarterback can do a good job of getting in the ball, those guys can make plays. But Aaron Rodgers is the type of guy that him alone can get you four to five wins per season. And, for example, I hate to kill you two fellas, but last week's game, that was strictly won against the Cowboys by Aaron Rodgers. There's not too many quarterbacks, very few in the history of the game that could have put together that last drive that he put together. And he can do that to you on a consistent basis. And not to mention, I'm not just talking about the spectacular wins. I'm talking about the, you know, the the 35 to 17 blowouts that he can provide for you as well because of his offensive explosiveness and his ability to put the ball right in the guy's hands where they can make plays after after the fact, or his bink and dunk style that can get you down the, down the field, or his ability to make plays with his legs. Aaron Rodgers is a very dynamic quarterback. He counts for four to five wins on his own each year for the Packers, and I think losing that, will we'll, uh, we'll, will definitely hurt them. They're in a very tough division. Like you said, Minnesota's got a, is a legit team. Detroit, I think they need to seize this opportunity and finally become kings of this division. And Chicago's not looking bad. You know, Trubisky's playing well. Their receivers now that they can get the, a quarterback to get the ball to them are finally coming around. And then they got, um, I can't think of a running back, uh, Howard, in his second year, who's playing well. So, it's a tough division, and I just don't know. I mean, maybe there's uh, – I can't think of the backup for for Green Bay's name right now, but maybe he's a little bit better. Oh, than Huntley. Know
0: of. Huntley. Huntley.
2: If, if Huntley's a little bit better than we know of, I've never heard of him. I don't know what school he came from. I have no idea. I don't know what round he was drafted in. Nothing about the guy except that he played today. But if he turns out to be better than any of us know, then he gives them a shot. But like I said, losing Aaron Rodgers is is, is a very uh, a big detriment to any team. And uh, I want to say this about the NFL. You know, you've lost some marquee players this season. Um, David Johnson, you know, Odell Beckham's out for the season. Now Aaron Rodgers, you know, Julio Jones has went down. But, you know, luckily for him, it wasn't season ending. Um, J.J. Watts out for the season. You know, how does the NFL handle losing marquee players like this on a continual basis? Because, A, it affects the quality of each individual team that these guys are on, and just the overall fan excitement about the product. I mean, we want to go out and see those guys. We want to see Aaron Rodgers. We want to see Odell Beckham Jr. and what they're going to do week in and week out. So how can the NFL sustain themselves if a couple more of their big guys get on out of here this league this season? Do you think they can? So uh, do I think they're going to – what was the question, Donnie? I'm sorry. Uh, basically, how does the NFL, you know, if they keep losing stars, let's just say over the next couple of weeks you get, you know, Tom Brady out of there and Troy Braille goes down and Julio Jones. Like, what does the NFL do? Do you think the fans will stop watching? Because at that point, a lot of teams lost the star power and don't have guys that people want to see. So I think, you know, the NFL does a great job of protecting their players. And in some situations, I feel like they're overprotective. But it is a rough game, a tough sport, and people are going to get hurt. But when you lose big names week in and week out, you know, that's rough for your product. And I don't know if the NFL is going to be able to sustain itself if they keep losing a lot of guys. But then again, it is a big, huge machine that it takes a lot to stop it. So maybe my question should be null and void. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I, I was going to say that the, the the fans that really watch football, I mean, yeah, you have your superstars and people like to watch their superstars, but I think it's more about the team and the, the state that they're in, you know, the, the, the people that, you know, that they represent, the states that they represent uh, more so than any really individual player. Now, if you just don't – if your team is just not good and you don't have superstars – um I mean we can take the Cleveland Browns for instance but their fans still come out their fans still sell out you know the the arena yep. so uh, yep. you know I don't think it's it's about the name on the back of the jersey for for most fans although they mm-hmm. we do like our star players but when they go down we we still keep watching our team and root for our team Yeah.
0: So. I think they'll I be all right. If- since
2: Green Bay got a 20-year waiting list, and I don't think anybody's going to give up their seat now that Aaron Rodgers is out. You are correct about that, Big Woo. <laughs> uh,
1: but Brett Hundley, uh, he got drafted in the uh, fifth round uh, by Green Bay uh, three seasons ago in 2015, and he's uh, from UCLA.
2: Oh, okay. I had never heard of him while he was there.
1: Uh, all right, so let's take a, on the other side of the break. I want to get uh, JT's opinion on um, how, the, how the Packers are going to fare without Aaron Rodgers. And, of course, we're going to come back we're going to talk about another old cat, Adrian Peterson, uh, looking like the, the, the AP from from uh, from old, of old days. Uh, will he be able to keep that up? So we'll talk about that, plus the, the uh, JT's over and under, inspirational song of the day. And uh, we still got the old school song today. Actually, I'm doing the inspirational song first today. Throw y'all a little monkey wrench. Uh, so keep it locked right here. God Squad 66 Entertainment Network off topic with Big Woo JT and Donnie. We'll be right back, y'all. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Woke up this morning grateful, grateful, grateful. Because my God enabled me to see his sunshine. Got nothing to complain of of, of. A new day is here time for me To let my light shine So how can I be of service to you How can I do the greater work That you told me Me out take it fast or slow. God Squad 66 Network Radio has got your week covered. Here's your weekly lineup. Monday, Alicia Melton, 8:30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Our gift is glory. Deborah Toulet, life on purpose at 8 p.m. Eastern. The J Lock Show, Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Big Woo Radio Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern with Donnie, JT, and Big Woo himself, and the Hunters Talk with Arthur J.W. and Pastor A.K. Hunter at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Big Woo Radio Saturday 6 p.m. Eastern, Sunday 6:30 p.m. Eastern time. Thank you so much for tuning in to the God Squad Network 66 Radio.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back to the program. 917-889-2821 is the number to call if you want to get in and talk about any of the topics that we have covered today. Uh, BigWoolRadio.com, thank you for listening live, all the people that listen live, and thank you for all the followers on Spreaker, uh, well over 2,400 of you, I do believe, uh, that follow the, uh, the Big Wool Radio network, so appreciate that. Uh, again, 917-889-2821. We've been talking about Colin Kaepernick. He filed a grievance against the NFL owners for collusion. Um, we, we talked about uh, Aaron Rodgers being out for the season. We want to get JT's take right now on how the uh, Packers will look going forward. Uh, will they look like I mean, the Packers that – that looked like they had a chance to actually make a run to the Super Bowl and and again win this division, uh, but now uh, in a blink of an eye things change. So JT, how how are the Packers going to look going forward?
3: Um, you remember what the Packers looked like when uh, before Britt Favre was, was the Packers?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's something, yeah, it's something like
3: that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, You'll you realize how important Aaron Rodgers is to that squad. You'll understand why why he owns us um and why he why he makes it happen, man. Without without Aaron Rodgers last week they don't beat us. But that's a, that's the key in a lot of those games. Without Aaron Rodgers, the way that he runs that squad, he is the key to that team. Without him, we're gonna see, you know what I'm saying, who rises up to the occasion.
2: What I mean, if
3: they're only gonna be able to get it done. He is no Aaron Rodgers. There is no replacing the Aaron Rodgers when he is the the glue that that makes your team roll and stick together. Um, so I think it's going to be a tough road. I don't even know. I don't even think Green Bay makes the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Wow. If Rodgers is done for the season, Green Bay doesn't make the playoffs.
1: So you're saying it ain't going to be like uh, when Tom Brady was missing from the Patriots. Uh, Patriots went on to win ten games. They didn't make it that. They didn't make the playoffs that year because I believe the Jets were uh, phenomenal that year, or or was it the Dolphins? One of those teams in that division was really good and uh, won like twelve games or something. Um, so that's not going to happen with the Packers.
3: No, I don't. And I mean, even though you know we have examples of teams being able to get it done. With less than a uh, uh, you know a good quarterback, because I mean Jay Cutler got a win in the NFL, and we didn't even think he was gonna win this season. So anything is possible, yeah. but I just don't think they're gonna be the same team.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be hard. Cause Aaron Rodgers is one of the great ones, man, and he he does, he uses his feet, his arms, his, his head. He you know he does does everything uh, well, and he's he's an athletic quarterback that you don't see from a lot of Uh, Pocket passers like uh, like the Tom Brady's, like the um, Peyton Manning's of the world that that rely on the pocket being, you know, having time to throw the ball. Aaron Rodgers doesn't need, you know, he can get outside the pocket and make plays. Um, It's kind of like Cam Newton. Cam Newton get out of out of the uh, pocket and make plays, but I don't think he has the football IQ of an Aaron Rodgers. You know, I don't think very many people would argue that fact. But um, Aaron Rodgers has a high football IQ, plus he's uh, athletic. um, So he will be missed. We'll see what Brett Hundley does. He's been in the system for three years behind Aaron Rodgers. Uh, You know, one would think that, you know, playing behind Aaron Rodgers, um,
0: getting to learn
1: Aaron Rodgers. And, and watch Aaron Rodgers operate. You would think that he would be ready for this. You know, it's been three years uh, as and a he backup. Very well so, may
2: be. I mean, you think yeah, what he that's is. what I'm Tom saying. Really now, took Drew Bledsoe's place. Dak Prescott right. took Tony Romo's place. So, you know, it's possible for a backup to come in and play well and replace somebody who's already of a of a great stature. But there's definitely big shoes right. to fill. So, we're gonna see and
1: and if he's and if Aaron Rodgers is is being the opposite of Brett Favre when Aaron Rodgers came to the team because from what I understand Brett Favre wasn't um really helpful. Let's let's say uh let's just leave it there. I don't, I don't think he was very mean, but uh, the word is that he wasn't very helpful to Aaron Rodgers uh Aaron Rodgers progress as a quarterback for the for the Packers. So uh hopefully Aaron Rodgers is is uh, being more of a mentor to Hundley, who's is he's only 24 years old. He's a young guy. Uh, to think that he was, you know, drafted at the age of 21 was kind of crazy to me. I don't, I don't know if that's like the average age for for quarterbacks coming uh college. 21 seems a little young to me, but he's 24 years old. If he's the if he's the future for the Green Bay Packers uh we shall see in in the coming weeks uh, as he prepares with the first teams uh on a regular basis now the first team uh, offense is, is where he's going to be now so uh I, I say he should be ready but time will tell um adrian peter hey well yeah
0: I want
3: to ask you want Donnie a question right quick okay. if um and it's, it's random uh if we could go back and redo the draft, knowing what we know right now, who would you pick first between these two, Kareem Hunt or Leonard Fournette? Wow. Uh, probably Leonard Fournette.
1: I had to do it all over again. I would to grab
0: Leonard Fournette. Uh,
2: I don't know. That's a tough question, J.T., because both of them are proven to be stellar rookies. rookie. I, for one, you know, was big on Fournette coming out of college, and I wish the Panthers would have had the opportunity to draft him, but um, Kareem Hunt's a baller, and he's 50, and I think he's going to be more durable, even though Fournette is the bigger back. I think, you know, that they're going to, because he's the bigger back, they're going to assume he can take more punishment and running between the tackles a little bit too much, and, you know, therefore he may, you know, get a little bit more banged up, but Man, that's a tough one. I think I'm going to be like Big Wu and i go ahead and still stick with Fournette, but that's a rough decision to make right there. You
3: yeah, Fournette went out. Um, yeah, well, I'm talking about, like, the draft itself. If you was an NFL owner and oh, you were okay. able to look in the crystal ball and see what we've seen out of these young men, who would you have went back and pick? And I ask you that because although Hunt didn't have a stellar day today, you know, he had a tough against that Pittsburgh um, defense. Um, Fournette went out with a uh, looked like a, a, a minor leg injury and can't finish his game that he's in today. So that's why I, that just that's why that question came to my mind.
1: All them yards he got, he probably got cramps out the, uh,
2: in his, all on in his, <laughs> all that running he's <laughs> doing. that's the thing. I didn't even know he was hurt, but I, that's definitely part of what I factored into it. I mean, he had a little history of injuries in college, and like I said. He runs a lot between the tackles. So that's the problem before that. I think when he's in there, he's going to be dynamic. But I think over the course of the next, let's just say, three to five years, which is the typical life of a running back, I think he's going to get a lot more games out of Kareem Hunt, therefore a lot more production.
1: Right on. Yeah. Uh, update. Uh, Pittsburgh, well, this was actually before we went to break. Pittsburgh scored a touchdown, made it 19 to uh Ten, and then uh, Kansas City scored on a field goal, scores now 19-13, 58 seconds left. It's fourth and 18, Kansas City has the ball, but it looks like this is going to be over. Uh, Alex Smith just got sacked, so uh looks like Pittsburgh may hold on to win this game 19-13. Um, Tampa Bay was trying to come back on Arizona. That's, that game is now, I think, 30-34. Five thirty-three, something like thirty-eight, thirty-three. Something
3: yeah, yeah, the like. no, well, Do you know who the backup quarterback is for Damian? <laughs> no,
1: the guy that <laughs> is
3: leading Tampa Bay's offense <laughs> right now.
1: I have no idea. Let me Ryan see.
3: Fitzpatrick.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What am I thinking? Yeah, I did watch. I was watching some of his highlights. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, wow. Uh, he, the, threw my, an he threw
3: an interception, man, his first his first series in the
1: game. <laughs> wow. Uh, he must be doing pretty well now unless they took him out and put somebody else in there. Oh, that game is over. Arizona won 38-33. Just ruined my parlay card. <laughs> um, wow. One game on my my whole parlay card. I mean this is this is just ridiculous. I give up. I give up. I'm not I'm not playing the parlays no more. That's it. My career James was Harrison next was
3: one. James Harrison made that sack on uh, Alex Smith. Oh yeah.
0: That that was brutal too. He got Chargers also
3: kicked the last minute field goal and beat the Raiders seventeen sixty.
1: Wow, Raiders went down, okay. Might as well get some more updates, some some finals. The Rams they they went final over Jacksonville, twenty seven seventeen. What other game we were watching? To, I think that's about it. Um, this uh, just a pit game in Kansas City. Looks like I said, Pitt I think is about to win this. Um, yeah, everything else went final. Yeah, so you got the, the Monday night game coming up. Let's let's talk about this uh, let's talk about this uh, Giants game. I mean, I know nobody, nobody expects the Giants to win this game. Uh Donnie, do you give them any any hope? Let's try to let's try to find some spots where the Giants could possibly uh make this a game or or maybe even win this game. What do you say, Donnie?
2: Hey, man, turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. You force a few turnovers and you protect the ball, then any team can win against any team. So I think that's the Giants' best shot. I mean, my main concern for them is not only the lack of receivers, and they have a couple of backup guys, so of course you know it's going to be a little harder for them guys to get open. You know, Odell Beckham, Brandon Marshall, um, Sterling Shepard, them guys were good at getting open. So – course this means Eli's going to have to hold the ball a little longer and when you got Von Miller in the gang breathing down your throat and a left tackle like Eric Flowers who hasn't been able to block anybody all season long it could spell a lot of trouble for Eli Manning so I think the Giants need the game plan and get short quick throws and, and ball protection I mean you know good and well you're not going to explode and have a 60, 70-yard play, so don't even try. You know, take a page out of Bill Belichick's book and Dean can dunk the ball down the field. Your running game is suspect, so short passing game can make up for that. You know, and it also helps your young receivers and helps Eli get rid of the ball quickly. So that's the best game plan, in my opinion, is for them to try to take short, quick throws down the field, and most importantly, your young guys got to catch the ball because you got to keep that clock moving. If you make it a long game or you just start having three and outs and you give Denver the ball, they're gonna they're gonna wear you out. But if you can, you know, win the time of possession battle and hopefully win the turnover battle, there's a small shot for you winning. But we've seen some crazier things. I mean, one week, Pittsburgh lose to Jacksonville, then come back and beat the undefeated Kansas City team. Um, You know, one week, you know, the Jets get blew out by the Raiders and then come back and, you know, play the Patriots tough. You know, uh, the Falcons lost today to the Miami Dolphins, and not to mention Buffalo the week before that, two AFC East teams you wouldn't expect. So anything's possible this football season. I've seen a lot of crazy stuff happen so far this year.
1: Absolutely. Uh, the, the, the. the Giants are going to have to establish some kind of run game because if you just try to drop back and pass on Denver, it's not going. It's not going to go well, and you know the Cowboys can attest to that. But this, these are their running backs: Paul Perkins, he's questionable; Shane Vereen, Orleans Darqua, Wayne Gallman. Um, not a very good, <laughs> not a very good line, uh, running back uh, core to speak about. Uh, plus, I think uh, Brandon Marshall is out. I don't know if Brandon Marshall is playing or not. They don't have anything listed beside his name to say if he is out or questionable or anything. So I don't, I don't know. The last thing I heard is that he might not play. Um, He's out. So that, He's out. Um,
3: having surgery. Uh,
1: okay, so Odell Beckham Jr. is out. Brandon Marshall is out. Um, you got uh, King and Lewis. Uh, anybody ever heard of those guys? <laughs> At, all.
2: Nah. At all? Nope. But I picked two of their guys up in fantasy this week. I picked the tight end up. I can't remember him. <laughs> but I picked one <laughs> of the two guys you just named as the wide receiver. So I'm hoping Eli does a little something today. <laughs>
1: uh, it's either it's either Ellison, Ingram, or Adams. Those are the three. Those are the tight ends they got in the depth chart.
2: I picked up Ingram. That's who I got.
1: All right. Um, yeah, so let me let me see. Uh, even Sterling Shepard. I think Sterling Shepard is out, ain't
2: he? Yeah? No, he is. They lost all three of their top wide receivers to an ankle injury last week. Wow.
1: Yeah, so. I was slated to play. Sterling Shepard?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I, I don't know, but I, I dropped him on my fantasy team anyway, so. It's
0: not.
1: <laughs> now, now he'll play today and have like a career day, cause he's the only go-to yep. guy in the field. Yep. <laughs> but um. But anyway, uh, good luck to the you know the New York Giants. Not really. I, could, I I hope they lose every single game. Every single game. Um.
2: They're the only thing stopping my bold prediction, cause my bold prediction this year was y'all was gonna finish last in the division. But thanks to yeah, the sorry yeah. Giants, y'all gonna finish next to last in the division. So, you know, thanks a lot, New York, for messing up my both finish 3rd y'all will finish first. third. No, third, we'll third in the division this year.
1: Washington, look, man, don't 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 believe what you're saying with Washington and the Eagles. Okay, we we seen this. All right, we seen this. both, you know, we seen and this. Speaking of that, both. we
2: got to discuss the Panthers and Cam Newton because I actually had them the the grateful opportunity of going to that game Thursday night. But I went yeah. with three Eagles fans, my mom, my aunt, and my cousin. So, and in my section, which was the very top of the stadium, I must say, in my section was about 15 people in my immediate area. I'll say 11 of them were Philly fans. So, let's start there, Panther Nation. We got to stop letting all these foreigners invade our stadium, coming over and having, having a bigger crowd than we have. And we gotta stop beating up old men in the crowd too. But on the wow, field yeah, I, Man, I, oh man. I don't know I am what so was sick. That... Oh, that brawl. Like it was two it was a couple of fights. My, my uh, a coworker of mine went to the game and he said it was a fight against a Philly and the Panthers fan right in front of him. You know, he said it was a punch or <laughs> two apiece and then the the there people that was with broke it up. But then some little young guys y'all probably seen on World Star YouTube or Facebook. Absolutely brutalizes old guy in the for no good reason. I mean, it was unnecessary. The first punch was enough. He was leaking after that. Yeah. When well, you hit the man two or three more times. Like, that was shameful. But I understand because he had on the Cam Newton jersey, and I for one did too, and I was totally frustrated with Cam Newton. I could have punched somebody.
0: He threw three <laughs>
2: interceptions, two of which <laughs> got tipped, but he also got yeah. away with two or three other interceptions that the Eagles just flat out dropped. I mean, he had two opportunities late in the fourth quarter to take his team down for a game-winning drive. And if you want to be a leader quarterback in this league, that's exactly what you need to do. And more importantly, he just did the usual Cam Newton. You know, not setting his feet when he throws, missing guys that were wide open, throwing off his back foot. Just he has to definitely work on his craft and work on his technique and his film study if he wants to be a professional and if he wants to be a top-flight guy. You know, he won the MVP. He was 15-1, and, and everybody was pro-cram. But I still saw the flaws in this game even then. And like I said, with the Dallas Cowboys of this year, we were catching all the breaks that season. But it was still major flaws in this game. And Cam Newton has to play better if the Carolina Panthers are going to do anything this year. And he's not going to get 100% of the blame because the offensive coordinator and Johnson Stewart deserves some of it as well, too. You know, we Christian McCaffrey's a small guy. He's not going to be able to run between the tackles. He's there to make some plays. Jonathan Stewart, you have to run between the tackles and soften up that defense. And so far, he's been able to do that. But if Cam, uh, Jonathan Stewart, and the offensive coordinator don't get things together, the Panthers are going to have a long season this year despite being 4-2 and two at the moment.
0: Yeah. I right, think give you Panthers... credit. Go ahead, J.J. I'm
3: had to give you credit if you can see from way up there, cause I remember I couldn't see nothing, man. I, I, I was way up there and, and I was I was good to be able to make up Cam you know, make out who Cam Newton was. Uh, so kudos I to you for being had able some to binoculars.
0: See that. <laughs> Okay. I, I, I was about to say, man, I couldn't make out a lot of watching. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Man, I I'm going tell you what I thought Luke Keekly going out changed the the the, the whole tone in that game in my opinion because once they couldn't get no, you know, no pressure and, and really make no tackles, man. I mean, Philly pretty much had a field day after that.
2: Yeah, yeah I, but, agree. From where I, I agree. From where I agree. But on even TV, in spite man, of that,
1: it was, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say when I from from my perspective on watching it on TV, um like you were saying Donnie when we came down to the end of the game, we had a chance to 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 go up top. I, I mean to go take the lead. I I I didn't understand the play calling. I I just didn't understand it was it was so much time left in the game. It was four or five minutes left in the game, and we was only down by mm-hmm. I think it was twenty by, by what five four or 28-23. Yep,
2: twenty eight to twenty three. The first time 20, we got a crack at it. Yep.
1: Yeah, it was it was it was. And then we came back, and even though Luke Keekley was out, the defense started to started to play a little bit better with him gone. Um, from what I could notice, because uh, we did get a couple stops and get a chance again to, to you know, two chances to, in in that four or five yep. minutes, yeah, he, he got the
2: ball back with about a minute and a half left uh, uh, for yeah. the second drive that he could have attempted, and that would ended in the turnover, if I'm not mistaken. But first drive, I mean, if Kansas I'm
1: not had... mis- there, you were there. And The <laughs> first drive I, that, that we had a chance to win it with about four or five minutes left in the game, uh, McCaffrey wasn't in the game at all in that drive. Am I am I wrong? I kept looking yeah, for him. Yeah, he wasn't
2: I, in I the keep, game. No, yeah, I think you are correct on that.
1: I didn't understand that that play call. I didn't understand when you got this opportunity that's on the line. Put all your best players in at the same time, man, and try to win this game. Um, I just didn't understand that. And then on the second drive, it was you know it, it was pretty much you, you had to pass at that point. But I believe you could have you could have ran. On, Options, you know, I the, mean, the, the options that you were running with McCaffrey to fake in the round, you know, anything to to keep that defense off balance. But they chose to just keep trying to pass the ball down the field. And I, and I understand putting the ball in, the, in your hands of the in, the in your quarterback hands to have him try to win this game for
2: you. But but see the thing I, on fourth down, I said it, I thought the drive ended in interception. But if y'all remember correctly. On the last play of the game, Cam threw the ball right at um, – McCaffrey was in on that very last play, and Cam threw the ball yeah. right at his feet. And that was the only yeah. pass attempt to McCaffrey on those last two drives. And you got to get him the ball in that situation. I mean, you're Cam Newton being a wide-open target across the middle. Get that playmaker a chance to make a play. Yeah, Yep. Yeah. But
1: you're right, Donnie. Cam yeah. has got to play better. There's no if ands, or buts about it. He's got to play better or they're not going to – they're not going anywhere. They're probably the worst 4 and 2 team in the league right now. I mean, they yep. they've been winning games uh just by you know sheer will, I guess, you know, um or luck, one of the two because uh Detroit could have came back and they, they probably should have lost that Detroit game. Uh the game against Buffalo, they probably should have lost that cuz I don't even think we scored a touchdown that game where we uh, I think we won that game 9 to 3 or something like that. 10 to 3 uh yeah 9 to 3 so there you go uh but i, I don't get i don't get that. what was the final score 28 3 i mean 28 23 yeah 28 23 23 mm-hmm. well i mean what can you do but uh we'll see how they do they come back um and play the uh the the bears in Chicago, and then uh, the Buccaneers in Tampa. So it's a, it's, it's going to be a tough road to, to, to go from here, man. you got the Bears, the Buccaneers, the Falcons, the Dolphins, Jets, Saints, and all these teams are playing good right now.
2: Anyway, so uh, we'll see what happens. Hey, before right. we go to the um, old school song of the day, I want to ask you guys both a question. And um, okay. cause First of all, let me ask this. Luke Keekly went out with a concussion protocol, correct? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Do you think it's, you think Luke Keekly, as great as he is, I know being a, a Pampers fan, we've all experienced before, do you think he's Dan Morgan at this point? Because I think his – I care more about the person than I do the football player. And if yeah. you're constantly having – and he plays hard. We all know that he goes in on every tackle and he plays 100% on every play, which is just the type of person that is more likely to suffer a head injury. So, do you think it may be time for Luke to consider and hanging up the cleats? And and if not now, say this happens one or two more times over the next season or two, then what would be your thoughts on it?
1: I think he should. I think he should uh, cut bait and just go ahead and. And uh, I, I know he he's wanting more out of his career, but I mean he's had a, a hell of a career already so far, and uh, I mean, but he's been cleared to play. So I don't know if that was just a precaution that they were taking with him because he has had so many uh, concussions. Because you know they don't usually clear them this quick. Um, yeah, not at all. You know what I mean? So I, I'm thinking maybe it wasn't, or they got a scare, or something. I don't know what what exactly happened. Well, he passed.
3: We may... he, he had he had a slight concussion. He just he was able to pass the protocol, which is why he's slated to play next week. But the, the question that Donnie poses is a good one. I'm going to tell you, Donnie, um, you know, and I didn't mean to cut you off. But I was just thinking about this whole concussion thing. We had a young man here in town um, that was involved in a game this week, young man playing middle school ball, and he took a hit, and he was he was concussed and was unconscious for 30 minutes. And to be airlifted oh, wow. off the field and taken to, to a local, local hospital, concussions what? are serious. Um, I can tell you I've only had one in my lifetime. I've never had a, another one. And my thing is this. He's had multiple concussions. Uh-huh. You got to think about the life after football because uh-huh. those things do take a toll on your brain, especially if you've had more than one. One is bad enough. But if you had more than one, you need to consider life after football. Mm-hmm.
1: I would say, yeah. I mean, he, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead. I would. I would say if he was missing more games this year, I would definitely say uh, he need to really think about hanging him up for, uh, after next season, or you know, after this season.
2: But see, so, here's Donnie? the thing, though, Big Woo. The next one could be the last one for him. I mean, yeah. even though this one was a minor one, as hard as that man plays on every single play, I mean, he goes in there full throttle and he takes some big. He gives some big collisions. But, therefore, he also received some. And I just, you know, like I said, I would hate to lose a dynamic talent like Luke Keekly, but I would also hate to look up, you know, 20 years from now walking around Charlotte and Luke Keekly barely moving. You know what I mean? Like, I do care about the kid and his life after football, and I think he definitely needs to seriously consider if he can still continue on in this game. As sad as that is for me to say that, but um, he's, he's playing with fire, so to speak. Because he does yep. go so yeah. hard. You know, it's one thing if you like yeah. Thomas Davis, who you had ankle injuries and knee injuries, I can see understand coming back one more, But you don't play with those concussions. And I just don't want to see him, you know, go down on that field one more time and then, you know, with the chances of not getting back up.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, Let's do the old school song today. We'll come back and we'll talk about some Adrian Peterson and then uh, JT's uh, over and under, and then we'll let y'all have it from there. And we'll be back next week. But uh, keep it locked right here. Old school. I mean, old school. Old school song of the day. Off topic. Big Boo, J T, and Dottie. God Squad 66 and Entertainment Network. We'll be right back. Who eats the puppy child. I don't like a girl with mud in her toes and feet that smell like anything gold. Dirty nails are what I hate most, but the gold fingernails are high post. I like pretty hair, but I also know girls look fly and king go. I'm gonna say this if you like it or not. I can't stand fluorescent size, but let me share the over now, bye-bye world. My name is Woody Knight, and I've got a fly girl. Yeah.
0: Men we dream and fantasize The most brown hair hey, and light brown Welcome back, you're listening to Off Topic with Big Boo, JT and Donnie, streaming live on the Big Boo Radio app, broadcasting live on the God Squad 66 Entertainment Network. Here's your hosts, James, JT Thompson, Adonis, Donnie Martin, and Big Boo. Yeah,
1: yeah, welcome back everybody, welcome to the program, welcome back to the program. 917-889-2821 is the number to call if you got any questions or comments about the topics that we've had today. So thanks, everybody, for listening on BigBooRadio.com and liking us on all of our Facebook pages and Twitter pages and everything. Email us, radio at gmail.com. If you've got any comments you want to say that you don't want to say over the air, just let us know in an email. We can get down like that, too. Uh, we've been talking about Colin Kaepernick, Aaron Rodgers, uh, the Panthers versus the Eagles, Luke Keekley, all kinds of topics going on today. And we're going to continue with Adrian Peterson. Uh, Adrian Peterson, man, looked, uh like the AP we used to call all day. Uh, will he be able to keep doing this week after week at his age, JT?
3: Oh, man. <clears throat> AP. AP. Who, who they play next week? Uh, no, I don't
1: know. Let me, I'll get that for you in a
3: second. Yeah, uh, it depends, man. I think it depends on competition. I think today, took, you know, he, he was ready, man. He he been waiting for that opportunity, so uh, he he got to let some steam off today, and uh, he got off he got off today um, on Tampa Bay, and uh, you know, I think it depends on the week to week for AP because. is the first time he really got off and and really took some hits and really got, you know, back in the swing of things. So I think it's all about how he responds from having his first big game and really in the last couple years. Um, Who they play and his performance next week will determine how I think he's going to do the rest of the year. Because it's all right when you get off, but what do you do that next time out determines how consistent you're going to be, in my opinion.
1: Uh, they got the Packers next week,
0: uh, and then
1: I, so they got the Packers, then the Bears, then the Bucks. So um, he could very well have a, a nice three-game, you know, uh, three-game, um, three games in a row that he that he does well. So I just think the more he has, the more he carries the ball, the more chances. No, I'm I'm sorry, nope, nope. I'm looking at the wrong. I'm looking at the Saints. He ain't with the Saints no more. Uh, let me let me get that information for you. What do you, what do you think, Donnie? AP.
0: Uh, I know you were
1: high on AP last year, uh, and, and saying that he wasn't nowhere near done. So uh, how you how you feel uh, about him now? Now that he's uh, been rele- uh traded to Arizona, and he's going to get more opportunities to carry the ball.
2: Well, see, this is my main concern is the amount of opportunities. I think they got a crowded backfield. You know, I think Andre Ellington is going to still continue to get some carries. Um, What's his name? The Chris Chris Johnson's not hurt, correct?
1: They let Chris Johnson go.
2: Oh, okay. That's who AP who was placing. Okay, well, that was my main concern if he was going to have to share more carries because they got three other running backs on that roster, and not to mention at some point in the season they are hoping and expecting David Johnson to come back. I think they said he could possibly come back around week 10 or 12. So I think they're hoping and praying for that as well. But other than that, I think AP is still a productive back. I think he has been for the last several years. You can not He's not the AP of old. He's not going to go out there and give you a big 200-yard game or anything like that. It's not going to come out of him. But he likes to run hard, and he's still capable of doing that. You give that man 15 to 20 carries per game and let him get on the road, and good things are going to happen for you. He's going to have some down weeks because that's the nature of the NFL. You know, you're going to play some tough defenses or your line is just not going to be blocking well that day. But all in all, Adrian Peterson is a very, you know, he's not the average back. He's a, he's a rare specimen in this league. We get those every now and then. And you got guys like Jim Brown or, or Barry Sanders or them that they just defy the, you know, the, the laws of human nature. And they don't age like the rest of us do. And they can still be productive long into their latter years because of the way that they took care of their bodies. So I think Adrian Peterson is going to do well, but just not dynamic. But hes a, he, I think if you got a fantasy team and you look at a whole running back position, I'll plug him in week in and week out and live with the results.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, the, uh, Arizona Cardinals actually have the Rams next and then the 49ers, then the Seahawks. Uh, so uh, that Rams defense is pretty stout in their run game. So I don't know. How well he'll do, but it looks like um, it looks like uh, Chris Johnson. Maybe is Chris Johnson still in the team? He couldn't have had 114 rushing yards today, did he? No, 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 no. never mind.
3: No, I think not No, I don't think so.
1: That's that's the uh, he. It's showing as him being one of the lead leading rushes for uh, for Arizona with 114 yards. So that's how desperate they were to get somebody in there because. Chris Johnson was your leading rusher with 114 yards through uh well, how many games? 5 games through 5 games. They had a total of 114 <laughs> rushing yards. So they they needed Adrian Peterson. I'm trying to look at at how many how many rushing yards he 134. Adrian Peterson rushed for two touchdowns, 134 yards uh in his debut game with the Arizona Cardinals. So I mean, that's I take that all day on my on my fantasy team right now. I I don't know who wouldn't, you know, if he could give me half of that uh, going forward, I I would be happy with that. But I just fear him getting hurt again. I I, just, I keep saying that, but I mean the past couple years, that's what he's been doing is is ending up hurt. But we we shall see uh, what goes on with uh, Adrian Peterson. So good luck to his brother. Uh Not once. 1 on your phone if you got a comment or a question so we'll know that are uh wanting to talk uh to us. Uh we got about eleven minutes left. JT you got an over and under for us?
3: Yeah, I got one for you. Yep.
1: Alright, let's see what we got. Um
0: mm-hmm. Is it over? Is it under? It's time for JT's Over Under. Over Under. Over Under. Over Under. Over Under. All
3: right, fellas. It's going to be a good one. I'm going to drop these numbers on you, and I'm going to get your, your feedback. Alabama is ranked number one. Penn State is ranked number two. Georgia is ranked number three. TCU is ranked number four. Wisconsin is ranked number five. Ohio State is ranked number six. Clemson is ranked number seven. Then Miami, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Do you agree with Clemson dropping five spots after the loss on Friday night to Syracuse? And what is your overall thinking on the on the on the new top ten? Hmm.
1: Hmm. Well, me personally, I. I thought they were getting disrespected uh, at the beginning of the season when they didn't even put them in the top four after being national champions. Um, now I'm, I think I understand why. I'm pretty sure their quarterback, the starting quarterback for Clemson, got hurt, and I think that had something to do with them dropping as far as they did from from the number two spot to number seven spot. And and plus there were some uh, good wins by some other teams that, that are in the uh top five right now. So I, I think that they're probably where they should be as far as Clemson goes. Um, I'm not quite sure why T C U is so high. Maybe somebody can enlighten me on that. But West Virginia almost almost had that game against T C U, but uh I think West is a good football team too, but um I the only only question I really have about it is the is um is um the TCU thing. Go
2: ahead, Donnie. Well, that's part of the reason why TCU is in there because they beat a top twenty five team in WBU. And, you know, they, they um they're the tops in the conference. They're the only undefeated team in the conference amongst Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, WBU and others. So you lead the Big Twelve Conference and you're the number one team there, whether you're Oklahoma or whoever it is year in and year out, and nine times out of ten you're gonna be in the top five. It's just like just like the SEC, whether you're Alabama or any other school, if you're the number one team in that conference at the time, it's a it's a huge chance to you being in the top five because of the conference that you're in. So um but as far as the overall rankings, I can't put up much of an argument with it. Um, you know, Clemson did take a bad loss. That was a bad loss for Syracuse. So yeah. I understand why you dropped it, not to mention, like I said earlier this season we were arguing over their preseason ranking they had already lost plenty of NFL talent, including two first-rounders and oh, two huge players in Deshaun Watson and Mike Williams. So that had an effect on Clemson this year. But as, as we see, they proven they can still play, came out, played well early in the season, had a couple of big wins against Louisville and against, um, oh, man, early in the I can't remember their first game of the season, but another big win on Florida State. But, you know, it was a bad loss. So you have... Unfortunately, in college football, the way the system's set up, if you're going to lose, you need to lose early because losing late kills you, and you very rarely get a chance to climb up a spot again. But I definitely think TCU is going to take a loss before the season is over with their top five four. And I also think, unfortunately, Georgia is going to have to take a loss this season. Either Georgia or Alabama will definitely lose because at the very least they'll have to play each other in the conference championship, and one of those two teams takes that loss. So there is still a chance for Clemson to creep their way back up into the playoffs as long as they finish out the season strong. But I think my Miami Hurricanes are going to get them. I'm looking forward to the Miami-Clemson matchup this year. I think we finally got a chance to beat the upper echelon teams. We're in the top eight, and I want to see what kind of moves we can make before the season comes out. Uh, is over with. But all in all, I can't complain about the top 20, or top ten right now. I think it's where it should be.
1: All right, you
3: got another. One there? You got yeah, man. One more? Um NBA gets started on Tuesday night. We started off with um, Cavs and the Celtics, and then Houston and the Warriors that night. How excited are you for opening night, or what are your expectations for um, what we'll see um as we open up a big NBA week? Go
2: ahead, Donnie. Oh, man, I'm super excited, man. I, I've been dying for it, and that's exactly what my top ten is going to be about. That's why I've been holding off because I'm NBA-related. It was hard to, for an NFL top ten of any sorts that I haven't already done, but I got plenty for the NBA. And I, for one, can't wait for it, man. I want to see this. As long as LeBron plays, this this Cavs-Boston matchup, Kyrie, welcome back. See how the new-look new Cavs and the new-look um, Celtics are going to jail. Cause those two teams battled for the Eastern Conference last year, all season long, during the regular season and during the playoffs, and they switched parts. So this is going to be a very interesting matchup. And then the battle of the teams with the the opposites. Like I said, I think Houston with that too small of a backcourt, New Orleans with that too much power up front are going to be just, you know, two interesting teams to watch. And then the following day, you got my Timberwolves going into action. So – you know, I'm real excited about this basketball season. I expect it to be a lot of close and tough games. I think there aren't,
0: you know, three
2: powerful teams like there have been in the last few years, but I think there are about at least ten to twelve teams league wide, most of them in the Western Conference that have a legit shot to make the finals in the NBA and we haven't seen that in a while. Oh yeah,
1: I'm uh, I'm also I'm also really looking forward to um this season. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a lot of storylines, a lot of the drama uh, for us to indulge in, a lot of topics for us to discuss going through the NBA season. So I'm really looking forward to it with the um, with the new additions of of the, the, the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, the Houston uh, Rockets, their additions, um, and, and just all around the league, man. I'm just really looking forward to. It. I'm look. I'm really looking forward to see what. Uh, Dwight Howard does out there with the Hornets and see if he can uh, make us an even better contender, get us our first playoff series win uh, for in, the, in, what, 30 years or something like that? I don't know how long it's been since we won a, a playoff series. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait, man. I, I definitely will try to make it to a lot of games this year.
0: Yeah, indeed,
3: man. Um, and don't forget, All Star Weekend is coming up um, in Charlotte. Uh, not this season, but next season. And it possibly to me will be LeBron's probably will be. Le- I'm going to call it. I'm going on record and saying that will probably be LeBron James' final season in the NBA. Uh, really? That's just me. That's just my opinion. But I see Big Wool Radio being in the building for the All Star game in Charlotte. And we're going to see, you hey, know yeah. what I'm saying, LeBron. In his in his last few years in the NBA,
1: and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I I don't know. Two more? You think two more years and he's done?
2: Nah, LeBron got too many records to break. Big move with JT. He's too close to becoming too many different things. You know, he can be the all-time leading scorer if he wants to if he continues and play. I think he got another like seven years left in him. They may not be very strong and productive years, but I think even at his worst. LeBron goes out there and gives you 17 points, six rebounds, and five assists. And that's a a whole lot more than you can ask for a lot of guys on a lot of teams right now in the NBA. So I think he got, you know, five, at least five to seven more years left in that team. And I think on the way he'll break a lot of records. Most assists ever by a forward, you know, most rebounds ever by a small forward. He's going to have a lot of little records like that to collect
0: along the way.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean – He's relatively young, I would say. I mean, he's, he's definitely in good shape. Uh, he hasn't had uh, to deal with a lot of injuries in his career, so um, I, I think, like like you said, Donnie I'm, I'm thinking five at 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 the least five more years that he would play mm-hmm. and still, you know, uh, with a chance to win MVP. Yeah, and and win? Win? maybe win in the next two or three years. You know, before he, yeah. I, I think he. Uh, another MVP under his belt, and um, and another ring uh, in the next five years. So uh, maybe not. May he may, may not be in Cleveland. I don't know. I, I don't know why he would want to leave after uh, he he just raised his stakes as as God in Cleveland by bringing them a ring, something they hadn't seen in ever. <laughs> so so I don't I don't. Why would you leave? You 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 you're the top of the world. King of the world, ma. Well, I ain't no need leaving. Uh, I, I hope he don't leave just to, you know, just to prove the, his critics wrong about him trying to go around and get rings. You know, there's no need for him to do that anymore. There's no need for him to try to chase rings anymore. Uh, w- whether he w- wins another ring or not, he's going to go down as one of the top five players of all time in the NBA. No hands all right, so we got ninety seconds left. Uh any shout outs, y'all wanna give any shout outs to anybody, fellas?
2: Nah, man, you know my usual just a shout out to y'all too, man. Pleasure being part of the show. Think it was a good show today. And shout out to all the listeners, man. We appreciate you all. Can't do it without y'all.
3: Exactly. Take care. Yeah, man. Shout out to you. You know, shout out to you, Donnie. Woo. Shout out to you, Cal. It was great meeting you yesterday. Big Woo Radio. Very excited on that. Uh, all of our audience, go out and vote, QueensCityAwards.com. Vote Big Wood Radio, radio station of the year. We're 62 days away from the Queen City Awards in Charlotte, North Carolina. We will be in the building.
1: Absolutely. And like I said, we got some events coming up, the Hydrocephalus Walk, October 28th. Uh, go to nomorebrainsurgeries.com and please donate to help these young kids that are getting a lot of brain surgeries. All right, on behalf of my man, James J.T. Thompson, Adonis Donnie Martin, I'm Big Woo. Shouts out to my man JB Mr. 299. It's Big Woo Radio. God Squad 66 Entertainment Radio family. Uh peace.
2: God bless. We out. Peace.
3: Peace. That's how
2: we roll. That's how we roll.
0: That's, how we, roll. Uh, Big that's how we roll. Big hey, hey. that's, that's how, how we, we roll. Jay Powell, roll. That's how we roll. That's how we roll.